<laughs> Ready? Sure. Shall we go for it? Let's go for it. <laughs> Hello and, and welcome. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're doing it. Shut up, you're doing no, the intro. I, do it, do it, do no, it. No, I can't. I do can't. it, do it, do it. it. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It was just All like right. I had to. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady J. And that other co-host that you like to call T. (laughs) And we're going to be talking about episode 11 of season two called Lead, Follow, or Get Out of My Way. Dude, that's pretty harsh. It's a harsh one. It's also one of the rare, if only, if like if not only episode where the title is like a line from the episode i think Mm -hmm. with the exception of maybe the episode in season one where annie's doing the presentation about the budget i feel like that was also a long title that was a line Mm -hmm. from From the the show show, yeah um but this is like a full-on like you know spoiler alert the yeah. colonel says it <laughs> the colonel's back <laughs> with the with the music of course he is oh my god okay hold on <laughs> let's let, let's do the things we do okay um the amazon prime synopsis for this episode is mary wants to quit the basketball team when a new girl outperforms her dude what is it with Again, mary? mary right like it's not even i mean okay this is she's She's one of the storylines, but yeah. it's not even like the storyline of the show. Like, seriously, it's really weird. <laughs> OK, whatever. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the colonel's back. Mm-hmm. Tell me if you noticed during the credits that he'd be back. No, you didn't catch it. No, oh no, 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 I didn't. I saw it in the credits and I was like, the colonel's coming back. I was no like way. so excited. <laughs> no, I was. Uh, but whenever, you know, the phone call between him and Ruthie, like yeah. when she picks up the phone and then you see it's I'm like, what? Like, back? <laughs> Should we play that clip at the top and then Why just not? get into the episode? We yeah, might as well. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty good like thesis clip as I yeah, like to yeah. call them. It is. It is. <laughs> OK, let's do that. Hello? Ruthie, is that you? Yep, it's me. Is this Grandpa? I mean, the Colonel. <laughs> well, it sure is. Well, how come you're on the horn? Where is everybody? Daddy's in his office dancing the block out of his head. He's going to be on TV Sunday. And Mommy's upstairs yelling at Matt, Mary, and Lucy. Well, why? What's wrong? Matt and Mary are fighting because Mary's quitting basketball. And Lucy got a D in American history. Well, what about the blonde boy? Uh, Simon. He thinks he's the great Simone. What? Simon wants to be a magician. I hate magicians. Well, (laughs) how about you, little sweetheart? What's your status? I'm starving. We haven't eaten dinner yet, and I'm pretty sure the roast is burning. Uh, Why? There's smoke coming out of the oven. Ruthie, now you hang up the phone at once and go get your mother. Right now, that's an order. Yes, sir. Pack my bags, I'm shipping out. <laughs> Seriously, pack 
my bags. I'm shipping out. I legit like because it takes like a good 30 seconds between the end of the phone call and that line. Yeah. I wrote in my notes in that meantime. Oh, my God. He's shipping out. And then he <laughs> says it. And I like lost my shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That music. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, even even seeing Ruthie take the phone out of like under the bags and the mitten. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. And, like, all the placemats and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And she takes it out and then you hear that, you know, that <laughs> you know, and she she calls it. Uh, she picks it up and then whatever. But after she's done with the phone call, she puts it back in that place. Not yeah. even like where the charger yeah. is. She just puts it back under all that shit. Well, she's not trying to like ruffle any feathers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to move it out of the place that wherever I found it That's from. That's right. That's right. Maybe someone knows that it's there. Yeah, she's counting on it being there. <laughs> First of all, I want to say, and I don't know if you got the sense. Okay. But this is the episode, I think. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we'll know, I guess in the next like when we see the rest but for me this is the episode where Mackenzie Rosman went from being adorable little Ruthie to she's an actor now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, I agree this is the like Ruthie is like acting in yeah. this episode mm-hmm. she is like doing all the things yeah she is in it to win it like she's acting mm-hmm. and I fucking love it <laughs> She's so cute. She's really cute. And I mean, they're all good. Did you notice too? And I don't know if this is just me because, you know, to pull back the curtain a little bit, like it's been a while since we recorded and, you know, like we're getting, we're getting back together for the first time in a couple of weeks or whatever. And I watched this episode today in preparation and I felt like there was like a different quality to this episode. Like I feel like the kids either maybe there was like a hiatus between maybe. the last episode and this episode or something because like Simon looks a little bit older somehow yeah. or maybe like his hair is different his hair is different and it's like playing tricks on my eyes but like like um Annie looks a little bit more tanned mm-hmm. somehow like every it just looks like there's been some like refreshing period yeah. that's happened and it's just different in this episode like and it's most noticeable i think in ruthie mm-hmm. but just generally also like there was a quality to this episode i, I don't know so, yeah i don't know if i'm just projecting that you know because it's been a while but um yeah this episode so so ruthie pretty much explains it all right yeah like eric is um pre- like prepping a sermon because there's some news channel or some sort of tv channel that's going to a bunch of churches in the area and recording their Sunday sermons mm-hmm. to be broadcast. And then the church that gets that has the most people or like maybe the most viewers or whatever is going to have like a recurring Sunday broadcast Yep, from, ne- from then on. Mm-hmm. And he's real excited about it. None he's got a, a lot. The kids weren't. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. And my thought, too, is like, since when does Eric want to be an evangelist? Yeah. Like, like that doesn't seem his style, yeah. you know, because especially because he seems like he's got a really close personal relationship with almost everybody in that church, mm-hmm. you know, with every one of his parishioners, which is yeah. a new term I learned in this episode. <laughs> um, Like 
so it's weird to me that he's like super excited about like I want to be on TV and like yeah. we're gonna like be on TV every Sunday and like ah how exciting and everyone's <laughs> like no nah, whatever well yeah no one cares yeah <laughs> like cool dad whatever <laughs> even Annie's like all right <laughs> yeah even Annie Annie just doesn't care <laughs> I wouldn't say she doesn't care but she's just like she's not as enthused yeah <laughs> as maybe he was expecting mm-hmm. um but. Yeah, so that's his whole deal is, like, he's trying to craft the perfect sermon that's Mm going to be broadcast on television. And as such, he's, like, holed himself up in his office all week, um, like, neglecting the house. Yeah. Which means that it's all falling on Annie's shoulders. Like, she has to do everything she always does, which is cook and clean and mend socks and pick up the kids and worry about blah, 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 blah. But also, like take care of the gardening at the church, making yeah. sure that there's enough flowers and that everything is cleaned up and picking up Mrs. Sinkle's medication because Eric's too busy to do it. And Oh, and then getting uh, getting in contact with the choir and telling them this is a song that he wants them to sing or like rearrange, I don't know what, everything. Yeah, and she lists like this laundry list of stuff that like he's basically asked her to do, you mm-hmm. know, and... And you can visibly tell, like, she's overwhelmed. Like, she's, yeah. like, she's in the kitchen. She's got, like, a load of laundry and a broomstick in her hand. And she's, yeah. like, running out the door. And Eric's, like, oh, and also, can you do this, you know? Oh, and do this. And do this. She's, like, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you think you can put the roast in the oven at 3.30, at 3.50? And apparently he can't figure that out for the life of him. Well, and it's so obvious. He's like, yeah, I got it. Consider it done. Three o'clock, 3.50. It's in. Yeah. And it's like, you know he's going to forget. Yep. Like, duh. And poor Annie has to be like, I'll write it all down for you. Don't yep. worry. I'll, and, and I'll be back before it's ready so you don't have to worry about taking it out of the... Uh, it's like, come on. You're like, throw her a goddamn bone. Dude. <laughs> you know? like, is it not enough? I mean, and mind you, we've seen from that montage a few episodes ago her like what what a day in the life yeah. of Annie is like mm-hmm. like it's non-stop already yeah <laughs> you know on top of all the other stuff but. of course whenever she comes back from her day at the church with the gardener and like she's literally covered in soil <laughs> yeah yeah she she opens the fridge and she's like what the hell <laughs> like the the roast is still there yep never was put in the oven and then and then uh and then of course whenever he find uh, he finds that he never put it in he, he's just like I got it. I got it. She goes, no, no, no. I got it. Like, yeah, she's just, like, they're, fighting they're, they're like, wrestling over this roast now. And it's like, you know what, Eric? Too little too late. She's already in the kitchen. Yeah. You might as well just let her take care of it. Such um, a punk. Yeah. I mean, oh, I don't know. It's hard to sympathize, I guess, with Eric because it's, like, God, like, calm down. Like, yeah. you're giving yourself, like, 18 days to do a sermon where we've seen you do one overnight before. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, why is... I mean, and I understand it's a big deal. It's, there's a lot riding on this sermon. Mm-hmm. But just do you. Like, do yeah. what you always do, and, dude. But she, but she totally calls him out on it, too. When she goes, you usually get your ideas whenever you're taking care of... your as, mm-hmm. uh, as she says. Like, whenever you're out, like running errands with them or taking care of something that someone needs, this is when your ideas come in and you're actually neglecting that. Yeah. So where, where are your ideas going to come from? Right. Where is the sermon going to come from? And sure enough, I mean like we see several moments of him like sitting in his office with a blank screen on his computer, like complete writer's block. Like he's not able to get any ideas on paper. He's distracting himself by throwing rubber bands at 
uh, Happy's face, which, oh my God, dog abuse. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy crap. Like, I can't believe that was allowed on television yeah. back then. Um, but, you know, or like, like dancing to music and, you know, all that yeah. stuff that he, I mean, he's just, he can't focus. Like, he's not, there's no idea. Yeah, you just procrastinate at that point. And also, any writer will tell you, like, when that happens, like, you gotta change, you need to change the scenery. Like, you yeah. can't just, like, force yourself to sit in one place yep. and write, like, when you're blocked you do need to get out you do need to have a change of scenery like yeah. you know like get some juices flowing for the inspiration to come it was so funny though whenever he was dancing <laughs> first of all that radio like was, a really old school radio it was a beautiful radio which i wonder how much that thing would cost if you were to oh find yeah from it. like the pop department yeah. or whatever yeah it must have cost a pretty it was, penny yeah it's beautiful but like you know he starts playing music or whatever and he's dancing and then ruthie comes in and then uh she's like dad i need so I don't know what she asks him for. Well, first, she just, like, dances with him for, yeah. like, a good three minutes. By the door, of course. But <laughs> Which I don't is know, really cute. <laughs> I don't know what she asks him for, but he goes, he's like, oh, you know, Ruth, I, I'm busy writing. She goes, y- y- what do you mean? I, you were just dancing. Like, <laughs> I was dancing out the writer's block. Oh, yeah. I'm writing down. She goes, what block? The writer's block? Where is it? Like, in my head. <laughs> yeah. What I didn't love is when Ruthie talks to her mom about that, or, you know, like, she comes to Annie because her whole deal is like she doesn't or she wants to be a magician. Simon just wants her to be his assistant. Or yeah, whatever. she's like, no, but I need to do it. Yeah. And so she's t- talking to Annie about some magician questions she has and mm-hmm. and mentions like her dad and how he he has a block in his head. Yeah. Right. And Annie's response to that is, yeah, men get that sometimes. And at first when she said that I thought then the punchline would be like because men are blockheads or you know like like some sort of like a dig at men or Eric specifically but she follows that up with it'll go away eventually and I'm like oh that was just a weirdly like anti-feminist remark for Andy to make (laughs) like (laughs) and this is like several times or at least two times now where I've been like on the edge with Annie of like go like get the punchline of like yeah. like making a dig or like getting a dig in and yeah. she and it goes the other way where I'm just like e yeah. <laughs> you know like <laughs> but even at the end of the episode whenever um her and Eric are having that talk like oh I'm so sorry you know you didn't, um, what is it? Like, she, what did she say? Oh, like, like that you, that your dreams were dashed or whatever. Yeah. Like, like you didn't get your day in the sun. And then she's like, yeah. And I realized that I shouldn't take on so many things. Oh yeah. We'll see. But that I appreciated. Cause she was, she was like, I should know by now that there's a limit to what I can do. I know. But here's the thing though. I know that she says like there's a limit, but dude, We've seen that many times, like you've reached your limit. How is this still happening? How are you still always like carrying on the shit that he can't deal with? Well, and Annie's position, unfortunately for her, right, is that like, is like she can't help. I mean, like, what's she going to do? Not take care of business? You know what I mean? Like she has to do the things that she has to do. And Eric it doesn't matter because Eric 
has made the decision that he's going to hole himself up in his office. Yeah. So if she also is just like, I, there's a limit, then nothing gets done. Yeah. And the house falls apart and the yeah. church falls apart and, you know, nothing gets done. And yeah. then we all suffer for it. So that's the unfortunate position that she's in. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, to your point, I think if I'm understanding, there's just a lot of coddling. Exactly. Like I wish Eric had learned that lesson. Yeah. Like there's a limit to what Annie can do. Seriously. As opposed to Annie taking it upon herself to go, there's a limit to what I can do. Yeah. It's yeah. I get that. I get that. Because Eric, the lesson that he learns is like, sometimes you don't get what you want, which, you know, uh, like duh yeah but (laughs) then what does ruthie say oh yeah the lesson she learned is when you need help somehow it'll come yeah (laughs) and i'm just like damn i love this little girl i'm telling you she is acting like she is an actor in this episode like it's pretty impressive and like what a change Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know not i mean not a change because she's always sort of been impressive yeah because she's very young and she's doing a lot of fun things thus far but there's something about this episode man like i mean just that phone call alone you know that's like an extended scene of like her talking and carrying a story and like you know like being in it and like that's pretty cool yes sir (laughs) is this grandpa i mean the colonel (laughs) (laughs) so cute she's so cute or there's that moment when she like tucks her hair behind her ear about you know because she wants to like get somebody to pull a cord out of it yeah and i was like oh my god like that's even that is like an affectation you yeah. know like like there's the, you know she's not just like sticking her face out or whatever yeah. you know, she's like she's like tucking her hair behind her ear and like making like a smile and like you know yeah. i don't know it just it was like impressive i don't want to be the assistant yeah and i also really liked that whole thing because initially it starts out like simon's gonna be a magician whatever and He's like, and you get to be my assistant. And she's like, what does an assistant do? And she's, and he's like, well, you get to wear your bathing suit with a boa. And yeah. she's like, I don't want to wear my bathing suit. You're going to be wearing pants and a cape. Yeah. Like, I want to wear the cape. Like, what the fuck? I'm going to wear a bathing suit next to you? Like, in black so pants? Cute. <laughs> black pants. <laughs> black pants, black t-shirt, and a cape. Like all magicians. <laughs> I don't know. Simon kind of, I wouldn't call him annoying in this episode, but not like a winner. Like he well, usually he's is. just obsessed with whatever it is that he really wants to do and learn. Yeah. At all costs. You know, very as, single minded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so basically he's just trying to, I guess you can say like, nah, Ruthie, this isn't what you want. This is what you really want to do. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like that's what, that's how he's behaving. And he always believes that Ruthie is a sidekick. Yeah. I mean, this episode showcases. Sorry. (laughs) Right. I mean, this, yeah, this episode does showcase Simon's sort of, um, I I almost called it prejudice, which is like a harsh word to describe what I'm saying, which is like, you know, he has pigeonholed Ruthie in this role for himself. Yeah. You know, like that, that, she will be the assistant because who else or or what else would she be? You know what I mean? Uh But I was also kind of, I was hoping 
that because Ruthie multiple times says like I need to do magic I need to be a magician and I was kind of hoping that that would pay off you know like that that it would lead to some sort of a revelation or like a conversation about like her psychosis you know like her her psyche and -hmm. like why does she need that like what like you know what has bred that in her or what that's really about you know it never really does that yeah Annie just sort of tells her, like, you need to learn that sometimes you don't get what you want. Yeah. And she does the whole, like, la, 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 I'm not listening thing. Um, And Annie's Annie's able to be like, I know this is hard for you to hear, but you need to know that sometimes you don't get what you want. But I don't feel like that was really the lesson she needed to learn. I, I, I feel like we needed to get to the root of, like, what is this need she has? Yeah. To do everything that Simon's doing. Mm-hmm. I want to explore that further. I, I don't know. I, I, I want the show to explore that further. Suppose maybe they might in the next episode. They might. Knowing Seventh Heaven, realistically, They'll they won't. They'll forget about it for like a while. It won't come up. Yeah. At least not specifically. Like mm-hmm. it might just re sort of cycle in terms of a storyline or something. But I don't know that they'll specifically address yeah. it, you know. Um. I don't know. But what do you think? I mean, I guess the I guess the easiest answer is just exactly the fact that like Simon has pigeonholed her and mm-hmm. her way of like having agency or like declaring herself yeah. is to try to like not just be the sidekick but the sidetrack, but be the thing. Yeah. Right? And the only way she can think to do that is just to do the thing that Simon's doing. Yeah. Like, well, she, I mean, not only that, though, whenever um, Annie is talking to, well, excuse me, I don't want to say talking, or maybe she's trying to get to the bottom of what's going on between Lu- with Lucy and then in between wh- whatever's going on with um, uh, Matt and Mary, um, you know, Ruthie comes in and she goes, can you go downstairs and set the table? And she goes, but I can't, he- I can't listen from downstairs, you know, <laughs> yeah. like she wants to be a part of things. She wants to, she wants to be there. And she also wants to, I can't help but feel like, like stake her claim in this family. Like mm-hmm. who is Ruthie to the Camdens yeah. or, you know, what's her role? And it's kind of exciting. Like you said, like you want to explore that, but she's, not only is she trying to find out who she is, but also like she wants to be so a part of the family, like every conversation. It's it's cute. Yeah. I also think it's getting harder and harder because, you know, initially too, I, I say initially when we are first introduced to the Camdens and their whole dynamic. Right. Like mm-hmm. we even identified or like observed like she is a fly on the wall. Yeah. She's able to like be in the shadows and o- over here yeah. and whatever. And that's less and less becoming the case. Like yeah. she's very much becoming a presence. Yeah. Which is why Annie makes it a point to like turn to her and go, leave the room, please. Yeah. Like I need to talk to these guys. Whereas maybe before she could have just like stood on the corner yeah. and been privy to everything by yep. virtue of just like not being noticed. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, I guess. And again, and I think one hand feeds the other, like, the better Mackenzie Rosman gets at acting and being an actor, mm-hmm. you know, the more they can give Ruthie agency yeah. as an actual character and not just a sidekick or exactly. a fly on the wall or whatever. And so I, you know, I think, yeah, I mean, I think 
it'll only be better yeah as time goes by but again i i just think more than anything i just think it was a lost opportunity yeah you know in this episode to dig to explore Mm -hmm. that particular facet of ruthie deeper yeah of like this need you Mm -hmm. know like what this need is for her um or like we know where it's coming from or whatever but still still in all like pretty pretty good stuff so cute um yeah i mean and we talked about simon but like his whole thing is like he wants to be a magician and sort of kind of like at what cost right for him like he's so single-minded he wants to perfect his tricks he keeps trying to like pull pennies out of people's ears or whatever and the colonel calls him out on it like that's i saw that like oh yeah 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 he's he's like i need you guys to go practice this a million times you know until i can't even think about the penny (laughs) she's like how many pennies does he have to pull out of my ear and he goes enough to get you from here to annapolis yeah (laughs) such a random thing (laughs) fucking love feel like that's the kind of shit (laughs) like i'm like that's the colonel man like what's he gonna do he hates magicians he turns to ruthie and he's like i hate magicians yeah. i hate that my grandson wants to be a magician in front of simon's yeah, face yeah, you know yeah. like just like putting it on there but yeah and, like simon's like wait what 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 was the problem like <laughs> you could tell he has this look on his face he's like, like hey man that's me you're talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the colonel okay so he makes it his mission in this episode right to like solve the Camden's problems. Yeah. He, and we never understand why he called. I, yeah. Because we never get to it in that conversation that he has with Ruthie. Because then it also doesn't sound like he checks in very often. So it's kind of weird that well, he called. Well, clearly when he says the blonde one, Simon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that blonde one's name? <laughs> oh, he's horrible. <sighs> but, you know, again, suspension of disbelief. He calls um and as soon as he finds out about this he's like i gotta go like clearly they're falling apart over there you know so and he comes and very silently like again no one knew he was coming the only person who really knows he's there because he answers the door for him is eric yeah and he right away the colonel right away is like go right i'm the pressure that you need yeah to you know like he tells the whole story about the fish underwater and if you put him in the tank he dies and blah 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 so and then Eric's just hold up. So no one else knows he's there. Annie is not home all day, yeah. presumably just on the myriad of errands that she has to run for yep. Eric. And so and he just silently comes in and like takes care of the laundry and cleans the house and cooks dinner and, and actually, shores up Lucy's problems. Yeah. And shores up Mary's problems and like like saves the day. Yeah, pretty you know? much. And then Annie comes home. If anything, it was the softer side to the colonel, even though we've seen it when it comes to George. Sure. Which missed opportunity for George, honestly. George should have come with him. And then that would have been some fun, like Simon George, you know, magician stuff. Yeah, it would have been cute. But um, I know we've seen a softer side to him because of George. But this was, I think, have we seen a softer side to the colonel when it comes to the Camdens? Not technically right? i mean i mean we know that he's not a bad guy yeah we know right? that like he everything that he does comes from a place of love you mm-hmm. know he might have a weird way of showing it sometimes but he does love his family um you know there's obviously some strained relationships between 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 
him and Julie and him and Eric and yeah. stuff. But um, all in all, you know, like he's not a bad guy. Yeah. But this, yeah, I think definitely this is a side of the Colonel that I don't think we've seen before. Yeah. Technically, like where he's just like he's not trying to be this overbearing presence. Yeah. And that's the point, right? That's I mean, he says like to Matt specifically about the Mary situation, but it's the bigger lesson is like, if you can't help, yeah, you can be harmless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and he's being harmless in this episode. Yeah. Like he's just trying to clear things up and like, not trying to like impose himself. Yeah. He's just, he's just, you know, he's just behind the scenes. He's helping things roll along, you know? <laughs> I just, I thought, it, um, it was really cute whenever, after the kitchen's, d- like, basically well taken care of, the food has been, uh, like, it's already cooked, basically. It's just sitting on the stove, ready to be served. Mm-hmm. He had, there's sweet tea. I'm going to call it sweet tea. Okay, I thought it was soda. And then I was like, why are there orange slices in their soda? <laughs> it's iced tea, but, like, I'm just going to call that it makes sweet sense. tea. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and, uh, oh, oh, and whenever Lucy's like, well, dad never does this. <laughs> you know and like because he has it down because he's like he's com- he's really like domesticated like like has the house clean um what is it iron the sheets mm-hmm. the everything like down to the tea oh yeah and she's like dad never does this he can never get this shit down you know <laughs> and then afterwards whenever they're sitting on the couch and then of course he's breaking down history american history to her um, and then she's like, Grandpa, I don't think you and I have ever talked. And he's like, well, I don't think I've ever got a word in. <laughs> <laughs> that was really cute. And that was like a nice bit of continuity, too, because Lucy, yeah, because Lucy's like, I thought you didn't like me very yeah. much, you know, and he's like, I think this is the first time I've gotten a word in edgewise. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I thought that was very, cute. yeah, very, very cute. And like he held her hand and I was like, I don't think we've ever seen him be like physically affectionate. Yeah, I you know? know, I know. It's very true. It's again, he was really cool. I loved him in this episode. Yeah. Like I was all on board and I was on board. Like when I saw his name in the credits, I was like, the colonel's back. This will be interesting. I kind of didn't at initially, especially know how he would figure in, yeah. you know, but and halfway I, through the episode, halfway, exactly. You read my mind. Like it took a long while for him to even figure into the episode. Yeah. Um, but in a very kind of cool way. Like I, it was fun to watch. Can we, can we talk about um, when Eric is actually delivering his sermon? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, what about it? Like you, you, you tell me what about it. Just what the colonel said whenever he's trying to get everybody out of the church. <laughs> <laughs> dismissed no, besides dismissed he's like slowest bunch i've ever seen <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was like, oh okay he's here like also weird there was that one shot so they're in the church right it's like yeah. the day of the big tv broadcast and there's all these like camera people mm-hmm. like filming yeah and there was like a scene or like a particular shot that lasted what felt like forever okay. of the camera guy. Did you, did you yeah. notice that? Like, like he's the camera like they're guy. Zooming in on him? Well, so it's the camera guy in, that's but. presumably like from what you can tell from the angles and stuff is he's the guy who's got his camera on the Camden family yeah. in the front row, but they do like the reverse shot of like the camera the guy, guy with his camera 
for like forever. They're like really focused on this guy. And I'm like, I'm like, I wonder if this was like a, like a bone, like maybe, maybe that's like actually one of their DPs or something. You maybe, know? like but I'm sorry. It was very creepy. It was weird. Like part- he's just like dead stare looking no, through the I'm, camera. I, like, I am. I was thinking, I was like, um, is something supposed to happen? Is he is he gonna film something wrong? Like, so, yeah, or is it was like gonna do something and he like, caught it on camera, and this is gonna be a problem. But it, but it was also really creepy because like you're seeing one one eye on this man, yeah. like yeah. focusing in on this family, and you're just like, it's this just like, is weird. It was a weird, like lingering sort yes. of shot that was just like, why are we focusing on this right? guy? And <laughs> like I couldn't help but feel like rem- remind myself, or like I I was just remembering a bunch of movies that I've had like random scenes like this <laughs> where I was like, something's about to go down and we're about <laughs> to witness it, and then nothing happens. Nothing happens. Nothing except. And this is where I was sort of played, I feel like, or like, or maybe I fell into the trap or whatever is Eric goes up there to start his sermon. Right. And usually from what we've learned from seventh heaven is the sermon is like a wrap up. Like it, like, like the things that he's saying are like the moral of the story and you're supposed to listen and glean something from it or whatever. Right. So when he's talking and they're cutting to Matt with his fucking Tic Tacs. I was like, this is weird. Like, like I want to hear Eric and, and then they're, they like mute him. Cause like Simon's talking yeah. under his breath and I'm, and I'm still trying to like listen to Eric, you know, yeah. not realizing that like, it doesn't matter whatever the fuck Eric, like if this is what matters, yeah. like what we're seeing is what matters. The fact that Simon is hell bent on his trick and then, and you know, whatever. So, I just I don't know I I thought that was interesting that like for once it wasn't about the sermon. Yeah. (laughs) In fact, maybe that was the point that it really was never about the sermon. Yeah, it really wasn't because that's why it doesn't go anywhere. Like it all goes to shit because what ends up happening right for the listeners is um, while he's giving the sermon, um, Matt starts passing tic tacs tic tacs around. Simon takes a couple, does a does a trick with Ruthie where he like acts like he snorted it and it yeah. disappeared or whatever, and then and then Ruthie, Ruthie does it too, but she actually snorts it. Yeah, I freaked out because didn't you think you're like when Simon did it? I was like, oh no, because I was like, you know, she's this girl's gonna put it up her nose. Yep. And then when it happened, I was like, but. When it happened, I was like, how is she not screaming yet? And then I know, I know. And then she screams like the Dickens. And so the whole church thing, thing falls apart. Right. Yeah. So all the plans be damned. Like they all rush out. They run to the hospital, whatever. Um, and then and then, of course, in the hospitals, the aftermath of all that where Eric's like, OK, so it didn't work out like you know sometimes yeah. things don't work out like and he doesn't you know he's not really like reprimanding simon for being the cause of all yeah, this and, and even simon's like how come <laughs> oh that's right he's like he's like so i'm forgiven and eric's like yeah like i guess it you know like when ruthie screamed it took all the energy out of me or whatever yeah. and <laughs> simon and he puts his arm around simon and in this really cute like simon moment he like leans in and like looks up at his dad's like how come <laughs> Like, you just need to, like, see his face in that moment. He's like, how come? Um, <laughs> Dad, like, you're not being your usual self. Like, weird. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I guess, I mean, that is technically, I guess the point, right? Like, like all the plans in the world and you know, whatever. And like, you can spend all this time focusing on something, but it's not even important really because what matters is, you know, I think I just made that up. I don't know if that was the point, but you know, um, (laughs) yeah. So I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, no. You take the lead. How can I take the lead? You were where you lead. I would follow <laughs> anywhere. Oh, shit. <laughs> what is this? The Gilmore guys? <laughs> um, so should we get, I mean, I guess we should get into Mary's stuff since it's the synopsis of the episode. Oh, seriously. Um. Well, so, and I, again, I was like, okay, cool. Like, they're bringing back Mary. Because, as we recall, Mary was hit by a fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But 10 episodes ago, or 11 episodes ago, or whatever. And, um, you know, she's been rehabbing and stuff. We know, like, she's not on the team still. Yeah. She's not, like, in the swing of things with basketball. But she's, like, on her way. Um, What's his name again? Coach Coper. Cooper? Coper. It's Coper because it it's K O P. Yeah, it's Coper. And I just feel like that's a dig to Mr. Cooper. Yeah, I said. You it. think? Or like they couldn't think Why? of a Was know. was Mr. Cooper a coach? Well, I'm the show Mr. Cooper. No, I know. I know. Well, but, yeah, but was he, was he a coach? I think he was, yeah. Oh. Okay. I God, that was like a drop in the bucket. Or like a flash in the pan show. I know. All I know is I totally watched it. That was the one that had like the squiggles that would move, right? In the in the title. Yes, like, yes, it yes. Was like, it would and Raven was in it. Raven Simone. She was. Plays a, she was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Holly Robinson Pete. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why do I know that name? Anyway. I mean, that sounded mean. I just meant, like, how did I pull that out yeah, of my no, head? Seriously. Like, why do it's I know that? It's really good, though. Um, so, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, Mary. <laughs> Mary. Um, so, anyway, so, like, they bring this storyline back, right? Like, she's rehabbing. She's doing, like, one-on-one sessions with Coach Coper. And he's helping her, like, get back up to speed so yeah. she can be on the team again. And she's excited about it. And, and he's she's very really happy. too. Yeah. Also, that scene... That that early, you know, scene where she meets with Coper and yeah. then she meets with her girls and then she like tell like talks to Matt for a second. Yeah. Very cool uh editing mm. shot stuff. Like yeah. after after it was done, I was like, was that a oneer? <laughs> like it felt <laughs> it felt very fluid. I had to watch it again to like prove to myself that it wasn't because there's obvious cuts, you yeah. know, back and forth and stuff. But it felt very fluid, very yeah. like in the moment, you yeah. know, like like, you know, he's hanging a thing. She comes up to him. They talk. And then and then before she can leave the frame, like the girls come up and they do their thing and then they leave. And before she yeah. leaves the frame, she talks to Matt real quick. It was yeah. like it felt very kind of cool, like in a way that I feel like I haven't experienced on the show before. You know, I also still find it funny how Matt still has um, still has it out for Mr. Coper. Like he doesn't like him. Yeah. And I can't I can't remember for the life of me why. Because I think he kind of called him out. Um, in English class in the first episode or was it the second episode whenever they all go back? Is he English? Yeah. Was he subbing or is he also an English teacher? No, I think he's also an English <laughs> oh, teacher. God, okay. Yeah. Um, 
yeah remember because uh she he's like where is miss whatever and then what did he say like she broke her leg or something and he, he he's like oh i'm subbing for whatever and he's like why <laughs> yeah it's like well, okay kid yeah 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 matt yeah they don't matt doesn't like him very much yeah but i also like that they don't really give too much credence to that like yeah. it's matt's own problem yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like it's matt's hang-ups yeah well yeah because it's like um what was it he's like oh you didn't learn enough from mr coper and then basically he just doesn't like him doesn't believe his stories yeah and he wants to be the one that i guess you can say maybe helps mary like come back to the game or brings her back yeah i mean i think i think in matt's mind like he's what mary needs yeah like he's he's mary's rock specifically when it comes to basketball you know like he like he taught her when she was little and like they always play together and like whatever which is funny because like then why the fuck isn't matt on the basketball team you know what i mean like like it's these little things about matt that i'm just like who are his friends okay why isn't he on the basketball team if he's such a basketball guy like all these little things it's like flesh him out a little bit give him more than just girlfriends Anyway, not the time or place, but maybe the place, not the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's got his hangups about Coper, but Mary likes him a lot. Like, and Mary's really jazzed about her recovery and about joining the team again and whatever. And then her girlfriends tell her about. Well her, well, her girlfriends stroke her ego first. They're like, we need you. Yeah. Like, we're sucking without you. Like, you know, we can't wait for you to come back because, like, you're going to, you know, like, you're the thing we need to win or whatever. And then they're like, oh, have you heard about this new Diane girl who's, like, a transfer? It's like, I've never heard of her. She must not be very good. Yeah. Cut to Mary walks into the gym. Coper's forgotten all about Mary's, yes. Mary's session. And Diane's like sinking shot after shot after shot, like not missing a single fucking free throw. Yeah. And of course we hear someone whistle in the background. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't notice that. I was like, okay. I'll tell you what I did notice though, is three of those shots were the same shot. Shot, Like, like literally like they just like pasted that same shot in. Stupid. Yeah. Um, and of course, she gets discouraged <laughs> at that point. Did you notice her arms, though? Who's? Mary's. Dude, no, but hold on. Mary's arms are fine. <laughs> no, no, but... Oh. And then this... I was like, dude, she's always had those shoulders. Like, oh, I Jessica guess. Biel. Yeah, like, she's always I, yeah. had those shoulders. I was like, well, damn. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's, she looks phenomenal today, obviously. Yeah. But I just, like, I guess we... Because she's always wearing baggy shit for exactly. no reason. Exactly. And I like it's rare that we see her you in her cutoffs. You always see her in these stupid like grunge clothes. And then of course, of course, whenever she's in church, she's very ladylike. Right, I mean, right, I get right. it. Like in her like uh, skirt suit or yeah. <laughs> but like, dude, like they always dress her up like heavy grunge clothes. Except if it's, there's a party. It's the nineties though. Like it's the style. Like we were all wearing that shit. You know when we whatever. Were, if we were if we were sixteen or seventeen in the nineties, we would have been wearing the same shit. Let's be real. But the point being, like. It's it was like like awesome to see her toned as yeah. fuck arms yeah. like wow <laughs> you know like Mary okay um, yeah I don't know and then you know she like walks away all dejected and stuff because like Coper forgot all about her you yeah. know um, and so she, and then and then of course cut to she's trying to throw 
some free throws at home and she's like missing everyone because like her ego's deflated and she has no confidence and stuff and she just decides she's gonna quit basketball which is a defeatist attitude of course and we all know because of seventh heaven that it won't end this way but she's like committed to it she's like i feel so great like i don't have to worry about that anymore it's all done like weight lifted off my shoulders no more basketball for me can we just talk about how mary and matt argue though when specifically or like what about it whenever she was dude i don't know what it is with with the like you said um in that last episode like just kiss already <laughs> bro like it's really <laughs> weird man they do have like weird chemistry not weird like they have like really palpable sexual chemistry that oh, God, shouldn't it's so exist because they're that. brother and sister and it's weird yeah oh i hate saying it but like i can't oh, whatever yeah i it's it's unfortunate but what are you gonna do you know what i mean like they can't not have scenes together i know you I know? know so what are you gonna do that first episode i think has ruined (laughs) ruined everything for me well it doesn't help like you know these are like actual people right like like jessica beale and barry watson are people (laughs) so like you know it's like yeah they're the when they first met they had to do a scene where she like wants to kiss him (laughs) you know And I don't know about you, but like that kind of shit stays with me a little bit. Like I, can, you know, I don't know. I'm not saying that they're not professionals or that anything happened between them behind the sets or whatever. Behind the sets, really, Jack? <laughs> behind the scenes, <laughs> maybe is the right way to say that. Um, whatever. But yeah. They are weird. Oh, I I, I kind of remember now what you're talking about because, like, he grabs her and she's like, let go of me, and then, like, runs away and he follows her. Because it's weird. I was like, <laughs> why isn't this dramatic? Like, it's this very is weird. Soap opera. <laughs> I, I, oh. I'm, that first episode has ruined me. I'm telling you. I think anytime <laughs> I see them in the scene, I'm like, now where's the chemistry? <laughs> like, it's horrible. Well, we can't go looking for it, T. Like, we just have, if it happens, it happens. I can't help it now. I think it's just in my, like, look for it. <laughs> I did, I have to be honest, I didn't notice it quite as much in this episode as I did in the last episode. Only in that scene. Only there. Fair enough. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> I, I'll give it to you. Like, I, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. Especially, again, it's, there's something, like, when they're really, like, in close proximity to each other, that it's, it's like, it's just like, it's like kiss already. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, this weird tension between them. But, you know, I don't know. I hope that goes away eventually. But maybe. So. Please, please, maybe. Go away. Just go away. School it's, I'm I'm reminded of friends when Joey talks about how if they have chemistry on stage, then they're not doing it off stage. But if there's no chemistry on stage, then they are doing it off stage. Interesting. You, you know, because it like kills attention or yeah. you know, whatever. And so I just thought to myself, like, if we if it goes away eventually, <laughs> what does uh, that mean? <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> Listen, she's happily married with, with Justin Timberlake and he's happily married for the third time. <laughs> I'm sure all is fine between them. Oh, man. Um, so <laughs> what Where are we, we talking about? Yeah. So anyway, so. 
when the colonel f- factors into this, right, like Ruthie told him Mary's Queenie basketball. So he comes in. He's like, I got to solve this problem. So he like reverse psychologies her yeah. and tells Matt as much like and that's when the whole like get out of the way and be harmless thing comes up is because Matt's like trying to get Mary to like not quit. And the colonel's like, okay, quit. Cool. Even better. One less thing to worry about, right? And because the colonel knows that Mary just needs to get this jealousy or frustration about Diane or whatever out of her system. And then she'll be able to, like, appreciate the sport and her love for it and whatever better and more. Or again, more aptly. So, um Wait, what was that uh, girl's name? Diane? Diane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then they talk in church. Yeah. So Diane comes to church, which was recommended. Because, like, you know, she's new in town. She's a transfer, yeah. right? So she and well, her Mr. mom. Mr. Coper recommended. That's right. Coper recommended the church because. Coach Coper. Her that minister's dope or whatever. Or the minister's dope. That's your dad, right? <laughs> yeah, um, and when that little girl screamed, I hope she's okay. Yeah, that's my little sister. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and it was weird because initially because and did you notice like so when diane approaches mary in the church mary has just finished saying to lucy like i can't believe she had the audacity to show her face here so when diane approached i was expecting mary to be like cold yeah but instead diane approaches and she's like yeah hi this is my dad's church you know yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. into it and then they like thaw between them immediately which is great, which is what you want. Yeah. I just felt like it was like, wow, they got there real quick. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, Like, oh, the best is she's like, yeah, you know, I um, I got hit by a car. She goes, oh, man, same thing happened to me. I went skiing and I and I hurt my, what is she, like, I tore a bunch of I tendons. I blew from, my knee or whatever. And she said hard, like, I fell really hard. I was like. That's uh. the same. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, same thing but, happened to me. I'm like, you, you also got hit by a car? <laughs> I know. How, how can you say the same thing happened to me and you weren't hit by a car? But also, it's exactly what Mary needed to hear, right? Yeah, Which is that they are the, actually the same. Because if Diane can come back from a blown knee, then Mary's going to have to do the same thing too. And she knows it. Yeah. And she will. And she's going to be better than ever. And it's going to be awesome. So... <laughs> I I didn't hate it. Like I again, what I said was what I called out, which was the weird like immediate 180 from Mary's part was weird, but I didn't hate it. Like I appreciated that like Mary got what she needed to get out of it, you know, and that the colonel was right yeah. and his methods work, you know, and Matt had to admit it. <laughs> Dude, but I also find that scene really funny whenever Matt and the colonel are sitting in the car and they're waiting for Mary and Lucy to join them. Yeah, what made them laugh so hard? Sorry about the tic-tac, and then I don't know. Oh, it's something about um, Simon being a magician. Like I it, hate magicians, and, and Matt's he, like, me too. <laughs> yeah, for like, two, it was a little too long about... <laughs> Like, okay. They crack up for like a good minute over the fact that they both hate magicians. Like, we're bonding. Okay, you're bonding. It's so cute. Oh, but I did like when the colonel's like, oh, you, so you've been to the barber. Like, <laughs> Someone's got a haircut, I see. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then they come, and then they all want to go to the hospital. 
but the colonel's like what's one thing ruthie will want more than anything in the world right now and it's ice cream so they go and get ice cream and meet them at the house which we don't see but presumably (laughs) (laughs) right um and then yeah and then we get the scene at the hospital where um eric and simon have their little moment and then and then and then Eric, um, Annie and Ruthie have their little moment, which culminates in them coming out of, you know, leaving the hospital. And the lesson that, that Ruthie has learned is that when you need help, somehow it'll come to you. Yeah. <laughs> but, dude, um, did you, you know what I found really funny in that scene at the end is the way Ruthie leaves the shot. Oh, yeah. Flip of the hair, flounce of the skirt. Yeah, but like <laughs> flip of the hair. Yeah, you know, but like her walking out of the shot like that. I felt like that was her like, OK, I'm done with my scene now. <laughs> like she left. <laughs> but they did a good job of like fading. Like like it wasn't it wasn't quite as yeah. like as hard as that. It, you know, it was like she flips and flounces and then she like starts walking away from them and they all like look at each other and at her and then fade to black. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's just funny. She's like, all right, I'm done, guys. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And that is how the episode ends, right? Yeah. Okay. That's how it ends. Like there's no tag on it, like some stupid extended bullshit at the end. Oh, you mean like when the last episode when <laughs> the bed breaks? Yeah. That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> yeah, none of that. None of that. Um, but yeah. Oh, and then we forgot, of course, Ruthie's like crowning moment is when she pulls the lollipop out of oh, yes. Simon's ear. Simon's like, what? And Simon's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can get a I've penny. been had. <laughs> like, that's a big piece. And like, he's. <laughs> and, and you I, see him as they're fading, you see him like doing like yeah, the flip the twist, of his, you know, yeah. with his hand and like trying to like make it work for himself. It's really cute. Is David Gallagher a magician? Like, the thing he was doing with the wand. Like, you know, like there was like, like, oh, it was like a cutaway it? moment. Yeah. Where, where he like throw like he flips it and it disappears and he pulls it out again. I was like, that's some slick hand maneuvers. Well, unless if he's not on... actually learned, like knows how to do it. Like if he just had to learn it yesterday for the show, like he probably had to, you think uh, maybe they brought on like some like stage magician, like on set. Like, All right. So this is the shit that you have to but do. But he's, then he's really good at it. Really? I, well, I was impressed, I think, because he's so young. And I, I don't know. I was just impressed at how well he was doing the things. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't take much to impress me, but clearly. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I it, it felt very natural. You know what I mean? It felt very, like... Now um, you just make me want to rewatch it and be like, what the hell is this girl talking about? I don't know. Okay, so that whole scene starts with him, like, doing the wiggly No, pen, that I remember. And then what thing. you're saying, like, him throwing it. But I just felt like whenever he throws the wand, like, he just hit it. I know, I know. Yeah, I, I know that. Yeah. And, and I saw that. Yeah. But just the way that he's, like, that, 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 you know, like, the way he was playing it off and yeah. stuff felt very natural and very um like smooth you know and we should send like him an it, email david gallagher are you like a magician it, well yeah it makes me wonder if maybe, you know like i wonder yeah if if maybe that was like an actual talent he had that they brought into the show because he could do it you know maybe as opposed to the other way around where they wrote this and he had to learn how to do this because it does feel very natural and very smooth um and then or even you know like even the penny like yeah I mean, I guess you could argue that it was like an editing trick, you know, they cut and yeah. then the penny appears or whatever. But sometimes like 
like you can see his open hand yeah. and I'm like there's no penny and then there's a penny like he's doing it I'm like damn I can never be a magician I'd be so clumsy oh god I'd be the worst are you kidding so clumsy yeah there's no way especially things like the penny out of the ear like I, I, I feel you, like I you would hear it fall there's no way yeah like there's no way I could squeeze my fingers that tight to like do that like it's crazy no way yeah um, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm just like completely stupid and like the the magic was horrible. But <laughs> it felt it felt good. And I like and the episode opens with him doing the whole like trying to pull the tablecloth mm-hmm. thing and it fails epically. Of course. You know? <laughs> and of course, like she's like, no, don't do it. And doesn't she covers her face. She's like, no. Yeah. And he's like, Mom, but like I'm getting better. <laughs> like it's better than last time. <laughs> Which makes me think, like, what the hell happened last time? Oh, God. Maybe, like, glass broke or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, we didn't really even talk about Lucy and her whole deal. Oh, shit. Maybe we should do that, and then we can... Yeah. Eat. But So, with Lucy's whole thing is, like, she's somehow fallen in with the slacker crowd. But it's only because she got a bad grade And then her they midterm. glommed onto her. No, see, that's the thing, is... She got a bad grade once, mm-hmm. like sometime in the past that we didn't see, presumably. Yeah. And then these slacker groups, which is like a guy and or two, a, guy, a girl and two guys, like were like, "You're cool because you suck at yeah. school." <laughs> cool. And like she got sucked into their whole circle. And then there was like a guy that like liked her. She likes because he's blonde, I guess. <laughs> um. And oh, did you did, did you recognize Chauncey? <laughs> Wait, the guy in the back, right? Yeah, the one yeah, yeah. The, the one who was yeah. like, "Hey, Luz, like yeah, yeah, yeah. D or whatever." Like, um. Anyway, so <laughs> Chauncey, <laughs> I'm like 85 percent sure that's his name in real I, life. No, I I think so. I mean, he's he's been on the show before, right? Or did or he's been on a million other shows. A million other shows. Not this show, though. No, I don't think okay. so. Um, where do I? Oh, that's not. I'm not gonna get into it. Anyway, so now she's with these soccer crowds, which just means like she's like on the phone all day. She's studying even less and caring even less. Yeah. And that's when she gets the D on her midterm, which she has to get signed by her parents. Yep. Um, and. So that sort of becomes the whole catalyst for all of this for her is like the parents find out and, you know, she gets punished for it. No phone. No phone um, until she gets her grades up. But the point being is like this one guy is like a churchgoer. So they have that connection beyond the fact that they're slackers. Mm-hmm. So they have like a really stupid three minute scene where oh yeah in church she's like she's or like church she's like you can come over and study and he's like he's like oh no no he's like he's like maybe I can come over and you can help me study she's like well I don't know if I can help you study but Matt can help us study I don't know if Matt wants to help me study oh but he does want to help you study because his ego really took a blow well maybe I can come and study do we need all this I can have we no just idea. say come over sometime and study and yeah. be done like. We gained nothing from this three-minute exchange. So stupid. Maybe you should. Maybe I shouldn't. But you should. Okay. Like, who cares? (laughs) Apparently, the writers did. (laughs) Again, I feel like, again, padding for time, where it's like, 
flesh out Mary some more yeah. or flesh out Matt some more or flesh out Ruthie some more. Like, yeah. Give me some more about like needs from Ruthie. Like I don't need three minutes of maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't. I I need to do this. I need to learn to be a magician. I I really I do. Like I feel like they dropped the ball on that one, man. Again, I can't yeah, like, what I, I can't need? let it go. Like I really love this episode, but I can't let that go. Like why does she need it? Maybe she needs like a maybe she needs some therapy. Let's not go there. She's only like no, but why can't she talk to somebody? I think that's fair cuz okay. I like the words, like the language she's using yeah. I don't want to say it's problematic or scary or not like not in a negative way. She needs to talk to somebody. I just think it's interesting. Like it's worth exploring. Like if I was Annie, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't hear those words and go, not everything's about you all the time. I would hear those words and go, why do you think you need to be a magician? You yeah. know what I mean? Why do you need to be a magician? Yeah. Like, no, I would have asked that. Definitely. But I just I don't know. It's it is weird. That they didn't explore that more and it would have been fun. Yeah, it would have been fun yeah. only because like very fun. I, and, and, and fun and also I think like informational yeah. in, in a way that seventh heaven proves that it is a lot of times, you know, like, you know, in that like here's a lesson way or yeah. whatever, or like learn something like it could have been that, you know, there could have been a yeah. message in it. Um, I don't know. Like I, 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 I keep coming back to that because I again, I missed opportunity there, but I agree. I don't know. Maybe oh, we'll Ruthie. just have to let it go. Who knows? Maybe we'll have another one like that. Maybe. I hope. It would be nice. I hope that they do circle back to it in some way and explore it further. You know, dig a little deeper on it. Um. Okay. So, who did we, did we, who did we relate to? Should I... Do you want me to go first? Sure, because I have no idea. <laughs> think about it. Um, I think about it. So, for me... I, this is a, again a bit of a stretch I don't know that there's like a necessarily like one-to-one comparison or like like relatability factor here but um I kind of sympathize I guess or like empathize with Annie's plight <laughs> you want to call it that that's a bit of a stretch maybe mm-hmm. in this episode insofar as well, I guess maybe not, though, because I was about to say, like, you know, like that sort of thanklessness that comes with um, with her territory, you know, mm-hmm. I guess maybe I'm more on the Eric side of things in the sense of like. I've been in the position where I've I have to finish a paper or something, you know, mm-hmm. in school, like like this has to be done. And it's the most important thing in the world to me right now. And chores and responsibilities be damned. Mm -hmm. And other people have, like, picked up the slack. Mm. But also, I feel like I've learned that lesson better than how Eric seems to have learned that lesson at the end. Mm. Like, Like we talked about where... Like, why does Annie have to be the one to be like, I took on too much? Mm -hmm. Why can't Eric be the one, like, you took on too much, you know? I feel like I don't, I've never been in that position where I've been like, like, this is fine. You take all my responsibilities because I have a paper to write, you Mm -hmm. know? But definitely have been in that position, I guess, where I've had to, like, shirk things. In the in in the name of like 
bigger responsibilities, you know, or yeah. like urgent responsibilities. I don't know. That is a bit of a stretch, but I, I don't, I don't know. I kind of, I connected to that dynamic, I guess, something about the two of them and how they were relating to each other in this episode. Like mm. there was something there for me. Interesting. Um, I mean, this isn't going to sound weird, but I'm going to cool. say Annie. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I don't think this is going to be a spoiler for any, but I mean, whatever. Um, <laughs> like on the show, This Is Us, Randall, mm-hmm. how he takes on a lot. Oh, yes. There are times where I feel like that. And Annie did exactly that. Like, you're just taking on too much. You're not listening. Like, you're just taking on too much. And you're just like, bro, look at your plate. It's already full. Yeah. Stop it. And it's like nonstop. Like if these plates don't spin, I stop spinning. Yeah. And and it's like uh, trying to create the boundaries for yourself also and boundaries with others where it's like, no, dude, I can't. I can't add on to this. Mm-hmm. Like, please. I know you're asking me to help you out, but please don't. Like, it's one of those things where I'm still t- trying to teach myself how to do that. So Annie, definitely Annie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ask gonna make it about me <laughs> awesome even better it's gonna be like do i do that to you with this podcast no <laughs> no no you don't i mean i hope not no you don't but also because i i want it i want this to be our podcast no it is no it is um what i'm trying like n- not at all with this podcast but i think I like in general i tend to do that it's not a good thing I think, yeah, I think, I think it's, it, I mean, again, I'm not trying to speak for you, but in relation to Annie, right? Like it's coming from a place of love. Like she's doing all these things because she loves Eric and her family. Mm -hmm. And, and again, also because she knows like someone's got to do it yeah, and it's got to get done. And, you know, and she has, and Eric has a very long leash when it comes to stuff like this and responsibilities or whatever, because it's always easy for him to be like, I can't, I have church stuff, you know? And she, then she picks up the slack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the long run, it's not a very healthy way to be. No. Because it can you, be very destructive. Y- yeah. You can burn out. Yeah. You can burn out really fast. And so, like, you know, you have to learn to to create boundaries. That's all it is. You have to learn, like, seriously, y- you want to do all these things for so-and-so or for yourself or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes you can't get it done, and it's okay. Don't beat yourself up over right. it. Like, it's not the end of the world. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Do you consider yourself an extrovert or an introvert? See, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I I really don't know because there are times where I um I love being with people but it's only because like I like sharing experiences I love conversation hmm. but there's only so much of that I can do also like there are times where it's like I need my quiet mm-hmm. like I it's easy for me to be that way and then I'm like okay now's the time to put yourself back in that hole and chill so okay so the way that i always think about the like the definition of Mm -hmm. either an extrovert or or an introvert is which mode do you need to be or do you feel that you need to be in 
to like reset and like recharge and that's why for me it's very easy for, for me to say that I'm an introvert because like I, I I have very close friends and family and people that I love and spending that I love spending time with and experiencing things with but I know that like when I'm alone I am actually at my best like mm. you know what I mean like like when I'm when I'm just sitting in my house or like I'm just like watching TV or like cooking something for myself or whatever, like that's that's when I am me, mm. you know, and I also do a lot of things alone, like I'll go to the theater alone yeah. or like I'll go watch a movie alone or I'll go out to dinner alone or whatever. Have you ever been to a concert alone? Yes. Fallout boy. <laughs> No way. way. I mean, technically, I guess I went to there was a Florence and the Machine concert that I went to alone. But like you were there <laughs> separately. Oh, yeah. And like my cousin was there, but also separately. Like mm-hmm. like we didn't go together. Yeah. And we weren't sitting together. Yeah. Uh, and I was, saw each other at the end. Yeah. And I mean, and I experienced the concert very much alone. But Fallout Boy was like a legit like I found out about the concert I think the day before it was happening and I had just discovered their latest album something about American Stripes or something Uh like that and I loved that album so much and it was like kismet that they were performing in LA the next day Mm. and I was like and the tickets were cheap and available (laughs) and I was like I'm going to go to this concert. <laughs> like, fuck it. Like, and, and it was one of those things where much like a lot of my other alone things that I do where I decided and I'm going to go and yeah. I don't care that I'm going to go alone. Cause like, I don't have time to like text people and be yeah. like, are you interested? Do you want uh, none of that? I know I want to go to this thing. And if I can go, I'll go alone. Yeah. I don't care. Um, yeah. So that was, and that was recent too. That was like two years ago. I think mm. <laughs> I went to, or uh, last year even Mumford and Sons. Ooh, where? It was at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. Same for me for Fallout Boy. Yeah. Really? They were yeah. at, they were at the they, Hollywood Bowl? There was part of a double bill or multiple bill, I guess, but it was like this Boys of Summer concert okay. where they were co-headlining with Wiz Khalifa. What the? F- okay. Yeah. Which is random. And there was like a bunch of openers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got there early and I took my book. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you tell your story, but I took my book. And I was reading and and I and I was like and I had like decent seats. They were like bad, like back seats, but like front back, you know, but I ended up like moving all the way to like the back back Mm. just to be alone. And I read my book and while the openers performed and then Wiz Khalifa came out and I like left to like go have a cigarette and like a drink and stuff. And then Fall Out Boy came out. And I was like in it to win it for Fall Out Boy, and then I booked and like I left. It was like a whole. It was it was like the worst Hollywood Bowl experience ever. Cause really? Like, well, because Hollywood Bowl, you know, yeah. it's like you go, you picnic, you're there with friends. You yeah. know, it's like it's a whole event over there. And for me, I treated it very much like a transactional. Like I'm in, I'm in, I'm out. You know. Interesting. <laughs> but I got to see Fall Out Boy. Sorry, tell tell your Mumford no, story. No, nothing. Like I just I went on my own. Um, I was trying to get tickets for like at least two people and nothing was popping up. And I was like, let me just see for one <laughs> and like a good spot that I could afford popped up. I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I didn't tell anybody. And I went, it was such a great concert. Aww. Um, 
course, Mumford and Sons can make you cry. Sons of bitches. Yeah, so they can make you cry. And so, like, everyone gets emotional. And then, of course, um, Lionheart, when they start singing that, Mm. the lighting was so good because it's like, it's not your fault, but mine. Boom. Lights would just, like, come out to the audience. It's not your fault. Boom. Again. (laughs) And it's like, and you hear everyone just like, yeah, like, just going crazy. Did they close with that or did they encore with that? Yeah, no, they... I, you know, fuck. I can't remember. I feel like they would have to close. If they, yeah. if they didn't close and they encored that, yeah. I would be like pissed no, off. No, no, they definitely closed with it. And then like, I, cause I also remember the music video to that song where they had, um, not twinkling lights, but like those lights, like string lights yeah, the or string whatever. Lights. Yeah. And like, even in their music video, it would light up and they did the exact same effect. Like That's live. So cool. Um, so it was it was a really really nice concert. Um, I just remember the people like I remember walking as I'm walking up. I was like, man, I I'm liking the crowd at this concert. Like everyone is just mingling and mm-hmm. whatever. But the second I get to my seat, it's a bunch of clicks and no one's social. And I was like, Aww. that's fine, whatever. I'm I'm in my zone. And so I just. I had a great time, but everybody was in blankets. It was a really cold night. Yeah. Freezing. I had a beanie on and like a big, big sweater <laughs> oh with like gosh. layers under. I feel like that's the exact outfit you want to be wearing to a Mumford and Sons concert. Thank you. Right? <laughs> like beanie boots and like some like. like all, all you yeah. need is like a blanket and like the, like, and like a, I don't know, like a, oh, never yeah. mind. I lost the words. <laughs> But I saw it that that was a fun concert and I couldn't believe I went on my own and it was one and that was one concert where I was like, man, this would have been fun to have shared this experience with someone because yeah. like they, they, man, they're fun, like they're fun live and the, and they're really emotional too. Like remember you and I when we went to Coachella City of Color? yeah do you remember like we were we were we were we were like practically on the stage we were really close we were really close but the moment that they finished when we looked back everybody was in tears like mumford did the exact same thing people were like in tears at some point so you know not a lot of shows can do that so it was fun i feel like i cried the first time i saw florence or maybe the second time i saw florence I don't know about the first time, but Florence has made me cry. Sia has made me cry. Oh, hell yeah. No, Florence and Sia have both made me go, fuck. Yeah. yeah like, and have made me emotional. Yeah. But Florence is just like, she's a priest. Bon Jovi dude. made me cry. <laughs> no way. Just because I think I was just like really overwhelmed about the fact that like I was there and like experienced like like it all just like washed over me in that way where you know it's like like sometimes you know you're making a memory while you're making it you know and mm, yeah that Those are just like fun. overwhelmed me and I was like this is the best day of my life no like whenever you catch yourself like I'm putting this in my memory box yep. wherever it is in my mind like yeah that stuff is fun when mm-hmm. you catch yourself doing that yeah Bon Jovi was like a birthday gift gosh Four or five years ago. I think I was with you, actually. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> We've been uh, to a lot of shows, you we and We really have. Yeah. Good times. Man, I miss going to shows. Yeah. Speaking of which, Jason Mraz is having a concert out of the Hollywood Bowl. Is he lucky? Uh-huh. Is he the guy that sings Lucky? Yeah. And I'm Yours? Mm-hmm. Is that him? Are those the same song? <laughs> 
Lucky to be in love <laughs> with my best friend. No, and then I'm yours is the. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's the Hawaiian music yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, no, wait. Then what's the one where he's naked and it's white? Uh, is that not Jason Mraz? What the fuck? Who's naked and, and. What? There's Isn't there a music video where it's just like, it's like just like a white background and he's like naked? I have no idea. I don't. I, I Listeners don't. will know what this is about. I want to know what Tell this me. is about. Write in. Write in to us or tweet at us and let us know. At For Heaven's Sake Pod. <laughs> but one of my favorite Jason Mraz songs is um, You Fucking Did It. It's really funny. I literally don't know anything about Jason Mraz other than what may or may not have been on the radio or that white music video. <laughs> I know. But like the thing is, like he's he's actually um, I don't know from what my cut. From what my cousin told me whenever she went to a Jason, Jason Mraz concert was he's fun. Like he's fun live. And if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think Dave Matthews band is what made him like he was one of their openers. OK. And, and I think that's how he like got his name. out there. Yeah. That fits. I think like they fit together yeah. in terms of a uh, combo, you know. Yeah. Ticket. Dave Matthews Band is another concert you need. Like, you have to see them I live. literally, I don't think, have ever heard a single Dave Matthews no Band song. I literally have zero context for who they are, what they sound like, what it is. I will say this much. I mean, they're if like the punchline of, like, almost every joke ever. Yes. So I know that, but yes. I don't, I've never listened to a single song. I will say this much, though. Even if you're not a fan, if you go to their concert, you will be. I get that. Like, I mean, sure. When you go to, they will be like, you would be a fan afterwards. Well, that was like with daughter. Remember? <gasps> Fudge. Yes. I had, I mean, I had heard like maybe two songs of daughter before you took me to their show. Mm-hmm. And I came away from that, like the biggest daughter fan that ever existed. <laughs> yeah. Like I was so in love with daughter. Like after that, that was, it was such an emotional show. concert. It was beautiful. She was really emotional. Oh my God, remember when she cried yeah. and she had to like stop and start over? Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, it was good. That was a good show. At mm-hmm. the Wiltern. Mm-hmm. Which is also where I saw Florence in the Machine for the first time. Yeah, And man. her dress broke. Yes. Were you, you there? No, you and... Oh. It's funny because you and S were there that same night. Yes, but separately. Yeah, yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there with my cousin and yeah, her dress broke. And this was like at the very beginning of her of her rise. Like like she had a, like I think Lungs. one single yeah. on the radio and it was enough to like fill the will turn mm-hmm. to capacity and 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 I was like a latecomer to her. Like she like she had she was like big in that crowd already yeah. before I knew of her, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, and I feel like I've seen her every year since then right I've, I, I feel like I've seen Florence live every year since the first time I saw her in 2011 see the thing something. is I haven't I haven't seen her the lung stuff only because um I wasn't around like but you have because she does it all the fucking time that's true that's <laughs> she true. toured how big how blue and sang half of her songs from lungs like like half of and the how big yeah. song or half of the how big concert she did at the bowl last year yeah was lungs and, and ceremonials and like barely any of the new stuff. I wanted various saints and storms. I was so disappointed in that concert. I'll be honest. Really? I, well, I was disappointed that she didn't do her new stuff, which I liked. I yeah. liked. I liked almost every song on her new album. Yeah. On the How Big yeah, album. There was a couple where I was like, I can skip them, but I. I mean, I like. I genuinely like all of her stuff, and she just didn't do enough of it. 
Yeah, she I did want do- more from How Big, How Beautiful. Yeah, because I mean, it's like that's what you're touring. Like, of course, give us your hits, you know, always. Yeah. But like, come on, you know, uh. it was disappointing a little bit. Especially because she was coming off the heels of Coachella where she couldn't really perform because she broke her foot or whatever. So I was like, okay, well, now your foot's not broken anymore. So, like, do it, you know, like, give us your best. And I just found the 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 crowd around me hilarious only because every time she finished a song. They would speak for her and, they, and because, you know, she's so soft-spoken and she's yeah. such a lion when she sings. Um, thank you. <laughs> All of them. Everyone. I would hear like eight people going, thank you. <laughs> it was awesome. It's like a chorus of thank yous yeah. coming from the audience. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> Funny. Oh, man. Did we rate this episode? <laughs> should we? <laughs> Maybe we should. Um, I'll go first if you want. Sure. I'm giving this episode a 10 out of 10. No! <laughs> no way! While we were talking How about 30 possible? minutes ago, I wanted, I started thinking like, maybe I should give it a 9 because of some of the flaws. But no, I'm sticking to my initial gut reaction. And 7th Heaven has gotten a 10 out of 10 for me from this episode. And again, I can't quite put my finger on it. But something about this episode felt just like fresh and like fun and exciting. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And again, maybe I'm skewing high like I like I want to do like I tend to do. Maybe it has to do with the fact that I feel like I'm coming back to it after a long hiatus. Um, But. I don't I really like this episode. I don't know. The Colonel's back. It hits the emotional stuff. Nothing is like super offensive about it, you know? Like I don't know. Uh, 10 out of 10. <laughs> I'm just really shocked. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> 10 out of 10 for Lady J. Um Okay. Uh I'm no pressure. I, no pressure. <laughs> No, I know. It's just, again, I'm um, like how, how I was with the last episode. I'm between six and a seven. But I really enjoyed the kernel of this episode, dude. I I think this is this is the grandpa I always wanted. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just the way he was. Like, I loved it. He's strict. He's stern. But, like, he's also... It was just so sweet to see him like, I'm going to be here for you. I'm not going to lecture you, even though I can. And he still did. But I don't know. It was it was not. I think his tone was never harsh. That's what it was. So like, that's the grandpa I wanted to see. Good job, Colonel. OK, fine. I'm going to give it um, a seven. Very good. Did you did you just kind of get sad? No, <laughs> I, I'm actually like, I, it's all good. Like, yeah. I mean, I knew the day would come where I would give an episode a 10. I, need <laughs> like, to I r- knew that would come. I need. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I'm marking it in her own notes because I see a 10 over yeah, here. Yeah, because let the record show, like, I rate the episodes before we start recording i i made that commitment to myself after we got that listener email about like our rating system and how it you know seems to be a little like um 
skewed or whatever, um, that's when I committed that, like, at the very least, even if I was going to skew high, I'd make my decision before we recorded. Because talking about the episodes and stuff like we do tends to maybe color me one way or the Mm. other or whatever. Um, Which is why I say, as we were talking, I started thinking I can maybe give this a nine or even an eight. But I think it's only fair to posterity and Mm -hmm. you know to the rules i've created for myself um i when the episode ended i was like 10 out of 10 (laughs) like i loved it (laughs) that's so cute though so there it is (laughs) all right well damn (laughs) so yeah well i think we did it i think so i think we talked all about music and dude a little bit about seventh heaven (laughs) a little bit um, so before we wrap, um, you know, just the usual stuff, guys, rate us, subscribe on iTunes, give, leave us a little review. It takes like two minutes of your time, if that, and really helps us out, um, helps get the word out there about us. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, follow us on Twitter at the number four heaven's sake pod, or you can send us an email at for heaven's sake show at gmail.com. Um, we will be back for more (laughs) next time. (laughs) That was weird. (laughs) You made it weird. Till next time. Bye.